Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Luke Stuckmark, Cody Del Mendo. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. Best way to enjoy the CHGO experience. We are doing five shows a week, Monday through Friday, 120 every day, because, of course, 120 Cubs time. Um, <laughs> On Fridays. Friday home games. Friday home games, yeah. Uh, hello to everybody that's going to be joining in the chat. We appreciate that. Give the hit thumbs up like on button, the way in. Please. Hit the like button. If you're coming over from the Bear Show, hit the like button. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was fun. I'm sure you <laughs> had fun talking about the Bears. Uh, <laughs> God. It's a Cubs show. Sorry. It is. We, we, we don't have time for that. Is Luke live? Yes, we are live. We are currently, live. Monday through Thursday, the show is live. Friday, the show is not live at 120. Uh, it is pre-recorded by Brendan and Corey, but also a great show. So make sure you, I was listening to it on the way in. It was a, it was a good one. They had uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about with, you know, how to make a, like, how do you decide on what guys you give a chance that are coming up and yeah. how much do you put into free agency trades, all this stuff. And it was very insightful stuff. So go check it out. Well, it's balancing that fine line that Jed talked about of, you're trying to develop guys while you're trying to win. Yeah. And it's it's not an easy thing. If it was an easy thing, every team would be doing great at it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, every team's not doing great at it. Right. Um, team's been trying for many, many years. So I, I, I acknowledge the fact that they have a tough job to do, mm-hmm. but that's the path they chose. So that's the standard that I hold them to that's at fair. this point, right? And like, they're also paid millions of dollars to that, do it. That's right. That's right. So... So what are we going to talk about, right? We got an entire off season. So today, if you remember the last couple of years, we did our report cards, right? Mm-hmm. We will, again, this off season, give a report card for every, we'll grade every player for the most part that was on the Cubs roster. Luis, Luis Torrens isn't going to get a full report card, okay? <laughs> are Sorry. you sure? Sorry, he's not getting a full report card, but the the... the the everyday guys, the, the majority of the players, we're going to give a report card to. But today, we're going to start with our report cards. And the first thing we'll do is just grade the entire pitching staff, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not saying this is Justin Steele's grade yet. We're saying this is the pitching staff. That includes the starters, the relievers, the closer. And if you want to throw in Tommy Hadovy, okay, we can. Okay. Uh, 
So we'll go through that whole thing. And then I thought the first segment would be fun because now we're down to four teams, right? We're going to finally get the Phillies uh, game tonight. Phillies Diamondbacks. We've seen the Battle of Texas round one. I thought it'd be fun just watching these games. Go ahead for the next few days and take a look at the players on there. And if you could magically pluck one player off of these four teams, just these four. So now we're not talking about, you can't take Ronald Acuna because his team is done. Mm -hmm. You can't take Freddie Freeman because his team is done. Um, The four teams that are actively in it, in the ALCS and the NLCS, which player, one player, would you take the contract, their age, all of those things, how close they are to free agency, factor in all those things and think to yourself, man, that that one player would put the, the Cubs closest, if I magically put them on the Cubs, that would put them closest to being a World Series team, a, a respectable playoff team, the team we want them to be. So who who would that be? There's a pretty good list, right? Yeah, the list is long. But for me, it's Jordan Alvarez. All right, Jordan Alvarez is a monster. And the Dodgers trade this guy for Josh Fields, I want to say. And not Justin. Not Justin. <laughs> uh, jo- I, correct me if I'm wrong on that, chat. I'm... It was basically a, you know, the, like he developed into a player that no one thought was going to happen. He's a beast. And he is, it, like when healthy, is one of the best players in the league to me. He's 26 years old, right? And he, he got hurt this year and still managed to be a four and a half war player. He only played 114 games this year, four and a half war player. 293, 407, 583, 31 homers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And then the year before, 6.7 F4 and helped the Astros win the World Series. He's a left-handed power bat, and we've talked about it for months on end, how this team needs more power. And listen, I would love to see Cody Bellinger and Jordan Alvarez in the same lineup. Again, this this is just an exercise of like, if I could choose one, right. this is the a magic. You have a magic wand. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, that's, and we're not saying... This this player instead of Shohei, we're not saying this player instead of Cody Bellinger. All those offseason moves that have to be made yep. still would have to be made after this player. We're just saying if you added this player as your first move this offseason and you magically could get them for free for the other mm-hmm. team, right? there's no exchange, there's no trade. It's just a fun exercise. Yeah, it's just a fun <laughs> exercise. This player is on the Cubs. What a dream yeah. that would be. Right. Again, who and, makes them best? And I say Alvarez over Bryce Harper just because Bryce Harper's 31 now. Again, Alvarez is 26. And I didn't even realize this, but he is on an incredible contract. He's making $7 million this year because he signed a contract extension with the Astros, you know, a few years ago. He, he technically would be in year one of his arbitration right now. Like they are get they are getting so much production out of him. For nothing. This is like similar to Ronald Acuna and uh, Ozzy Al- Albie's contracts with the Braves, right? right? Like this guy is making, he's make he's not making enough money. The Astros are stealing from this guy right now. Um, Those are deals that worked out for the teams that signed them early. Yes. In their playing career where we thought the White Sox were making deals like that, that would work. And those didn't really work out very well for the Sox. These on the other hand, there are some that have worked out very well. His is one of them. Yes. So, you know, again, Alvarez this year is 26. 
And he's not going into free agency until he's 32. So if I magically could do it and you base it off contract, you base it off age, you base it yeah. off production. Left-handed bat. Left hand, this is mm. the guy. This is the guy. And I know he's, you know, uh, he's like a DH slash corner outfielder, mainly a DH for the Astros. Like, fine. The, <laughs> the Cubs right now need a DH. <laughs> like, I yeah. would love to slide this guy in. Uh, again, Bryce Harper would be my second one, but... Uh, for me, number one is Jordan Alvarez. This guy's a beast. I know he's coming off a three strikeout game last night, but oh my God, when this guy is healthy, he is if he is one of, if not the best players in the league. And honestly, I feel like no one talks about him enough. One, because he's on the Astros and everyone just loves to hate the Astros. Um, and, you know, their market isn't like the Yankees or, mm-hmm. you know, the Dodgers or even here in Chicago, right? So um, in, in, some, in some ways, for me, just based off, how the media talks about baseball as a whole national media is what I'm talking about. No one talks about this guy enough. He is one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah. And yeah. I would love to have that guy on the Cubs right now. 292, 31 homers, 97 RBI. Uh, those are, you know, the old standard stats. Sure. Yeah. We could go into the Dell metrics and, and really get into it, but like <laughs> the Del- those, those <laughs> tell you that even though those are old school stats, they all tell you that he's a great hitter. Yeah. And like you said, he is, He's a left-handed bat. So he's he's definitely got to be in if you're I think if you're making a list of 5 there's no question he's in the 5. Okay? So he's easily in there. Uh other Astros, well Jeremy Peña is the guy that took over at short. Now he hasn't had as great a season as he did, you know, 263 10 homers, struck out 128 times. But that's another young guy that wow, if you could put him at third and leave Dansby at short, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, so I could make, I could see somebody making an argument for Pena because he's again, so young and so talented. Um, here's another one that I thought, and I, I don't think this name jumps out at you right at first, even though he is, a, we all know he's a good player. Alex Bregman is a guy who fills a spot on the Cubs, right? Yeah, if you're just going by need, we talk about drafting need and stuff in the NFL and in, yeah. I don't think you do it in baseball as much, but if you're drafting for need, if you're, if you're plucking this player by need, because Alvarez, I guess the one downside would be, like you said, DH left fielder. You'd have to figure out what would you do with Hap because he has a no trade clause now. Bregman, you could slide in at third. There are worse options. You want the Cubs to get creative. You keep telling me this offseason. Can, can you find a way to have the Astros say, well, you can have Bregman. We're done with him now because we have the next great third baseman coming in because he's 261, 24 homers, 96 RBI. Yeah. And he plays a position you desperately need that production at. So Bre- Bregman's a guy I would put on my list. Harper's an obvious one. Um, I mean, of the whole list, I think it'd be awfully hard to say Bryce Harper isn't the best player that's left in the postseason. You're right. The contract and the age make it a little tilt, tilt it towards somebody like Jordan Alvarez Mm -hmm. because he's so cheap. He's so young. The upside is so much there. But if you're just looking for the best player, who doesn't want Bryce Harper after what you uh, what we just saw? Well, the, the, the stare downs at second, the stuff he says about his city afterwards, the way the way he celebrates with his shirt off and flexes. Yeah, 
Well, he's the also guy's playing, a vibe. He's also playing first base, which the Cubs have a need for. And that's the <laughs> that's where I was going to get to. And he plays if third base isn't their biggest yeah. need, first base as a position player and, is the other. And one. the only reason he's playing first base is because he's coming off that injury or whatever this year, right? Because I think they that yeah, he only played 126 games, right? I think the 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 Phillies would rather have Harper out in those corner outfields instead of Castellanos or Schwarber. And I know Schwarber's mm-hmm. been DHing a lot this year because his defense has really trended down this year. But versatility. But yeah, he is Bryce Harper, I, I I was thinking about this the other day. Like Bryce Harper is Major League Baseball's version of LeBron James coming into the league when he did at 19 with mm-hmm. all this hype was like quote unquote the chosen one. I yeah. mean this th- and he has done nothing but live up to it. He's not going to get four world championships or whatever, but that like to me that in baseball that doesn't matter because it takes an entire team to win while in in the NBA, you know, we watched ourselves here in the city, Michael Jordan legitimately carried these these those Bulls teams right. in, the, in the 90s, right? But Bryce Harper, if you look at the numbers, he has been he has lived up to everything that was like put on his shoulders when he made his major league debut with the Nationals however many years ago. Yeah, he had the most hype coming into baseball that I can remember since yeah. A-Rod. Yeah. When A-Rod came in as a kid, everybody was like, this is hyped up more than like Chris Bryant. I mean, Chris, oh yeah. Chris oh, Bryant yeah. had Not freaking even, billboards yes. outside Wrigley. You know what yes. I mean? Like like before he even but Bryce Harper was known as the guy yeah the next great right Gr- Griffey Jr. was one of those and Barry it's Bonds he was, so was one young. of those yeah he was so young Barry Bonds Griffey mm. uh, A-Rod and and Bryce Harper are, are guys that are all kind of came in with the same type of hype so I, I make a serious argument for Harper because I think the only knock would be that the contract is big what we've looked at it now though it's totally affordable and reasonable yeah, considering and, and, how much other guys. And the one made. thing he gives me that that I get over, I don't know enough about Alvarez to say he's not this guy, but I know that Harper is this guy. He's team on the back, team captain, team leader. Yeah, everybody wants to play with this. All guy. those things you can't measure. Yeah, all the immeasurables. Yeah. Bryce Harper's that guy, which is again why huge disappointment they didn't spend the money to go get him with a dog named Wrigley. Don't let, don't get me started. Uh, Been doing it for like two weeks. What if what if Trey Turner could play third base for you? I mean, isn't it funny how like all year we were like, oh, uh, Dansby's been better than yeah. than all of them, and I think the one thing that we can say in the postseason, I even I would even say Correa uh, impressed. Because I don't think anyone thought the Twins would get as far as they did in the postseason, but he was he was one of their few offensive players who showed up. Um, Trey Turner, ever since the Phillies fans gave him this little standing random ass standing ovation after struggling all year, he's been red yeah. hot, and he's been red hot for them in the playoffs too. Um, Trey Turner was all like, if you would have asked me to 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 ask or not to ask, if you would have asked me to choose one. Last postseason or last right, last right. winter, and I the think, contracts were all the same. Right, I would have said Trey Turner, but we never had any real hope for Trey Turner because he legitimately wanted to go to the East Coast and he wanted to play with Bryce Harper. So it was like always Phillies or or nothing for him. I think, and so that's why I never got down on the fact that the Cubs didn't get Trey Turner, and I probably never will. But yeah, I mean Trey Turner, these. He's ha- he's a be- he's clearly a better hitter than 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 Dansby, and I'm not trying to get on this t- the topic right. of the shortstops or whatever. But 
more but if pocket you could make about an if infield I could put him on this him, team, yeah. You could find a way to fit him into the infield. He's, he's made some nice plays. I don't know if he's a third baseman. That's one right. where I'm like, I'd put him at second. You know, like, I love Nico, but I think he's not an untouchable guy on this roster. Like, I'm sorry for all the Nico fans out there. Like, and I love Nico. I'm just... Well, he'd I, have value if you... if. If for some reason you decided to move Nico, you would get some something yeah. back. It wouldn't be like you'd be that would be a player another team would be interested if you really started to move around chess pieces. Yeah. Um again, this is a fun right. exercise. Fun exercise. We know We're that none of this could ever happen. Understand. Just, this is for everyone who's just just now jumping into the This live is because we have six months. Yes. Uh <laughs> Schwarber Castellanos. I mean, Castellanos has been has been fun to watch in the offseason. Uh yeah. I got one more name for you. Wild card name. What about Corbin Carroll? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, How much I, do you like Corbin Carroll? I love Corbin 23 Carroll. years old. It's a fun player. Left-handed bat. Becomes the leadoff guy you haven't had since Dexter Fowler left. Yeah. He's incredibly cheap. He's incredibly fast. And he has power. Yeah. Now, again, he's in right field. So you'd have to figure out the outfield situation. You'd have to... That figure out how you enough to play center in my opinion, but could he be your center fielder? I think he could be your center fielder. I'm pretty sure that they have used him in center. Right. Field, so what if you could stick him in center field and then that would allow you to either trade PCA mm-hmm. trade. One of the guys who doesn't have a trade that has a trade clause, whatever you want to do, maybe Hap becomes your fourth outfield. Maybe Hap becomes your DH. Yeah. But Corbin Carroll be a pretty, you'd be betting on upside. Oh, for sure. But what I saw from Corbin Carroll, I mean, that looks like another guy that might be able to carry a franchise for a decade yeah, off and on, that depending guy, on the year. That guy's going to have the Diamondbacks, at least in the talk of playoffs yeah. in the next five years. He, I mean, again, it's his rookie year and he's in the, he's in the NLCS. Like, yeah, he's lived up to any kind of expectation. He came into the year as the number one prospect in baseball. He's been incredible. So, yeah, I would love to have Corbin Carroll on our team. And I last week when you were out, I sat on this podcast and then said that I like if PCA can be anything like Corbin Carroll, Ooh, then yeah. you're then you're you're feeling really good about PCA. I, I think obviously yes. right now like Corbin Carroll is way better than PCA, but I'm talking about the player type. Like he PCA is fast. Corbin Carroll is legitimately the fastest player in the league. Uh, PCA plays great outfield defense. Corbin Carroll probably pro- it's I don't know because I don't watch about Diamondbacks enough, but he's a he's a serviceable outfielder. He's good at he's good at playing outfield defense. Um, and then obviously they use him at the top of the lineup. He sets yeah. the tone. He he get he they gets on base. It. Desperately missed that leadoff spot. Yeah. Outside of you know you know. If we're talking about the Cubs this year, yeah. talk, Talkman for two months, sure. great, whatever. Summer Mike um, Talkman, yeah. shout out. But yeah, Corbin Carroll is the guy that I'm hoping PCA turns out to be. So yeah, would I take Corbin Carroll on this roster? Sure. All right, so, so he's he's one more guy. No, Barb, we're not trying to trade PCA. This is a exercise, Nico. guys. This is an exercise. It is. It, it is like who would you who left in the playoffs would you put on the Cubs magically because you. I, and I'm, I would believe, I agree with what I think it was Craig said. Everybody loves Nico. Nobody's yeah. saying they don't love Nico, yeah, but love Nico. But Trey if Turner is Trey Turner. Option to have Trey right. Turner on the this team, is though. a magic wand. This is yeah. the magic wand I get to wave. So, right. you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> what about a pitcher instead? Do the Cubs need a pitcher? Like I, I probably would lean everyday player because they're going to impact you. Yeah. 
But if we six chose, days a week, if we chose a pitcher, Zach Gallon would be my guy. Two hundred twenty strikeouts. That yeah. would be the reason. He showed up in the playoffs so yeah. far. He's been great for them. Somebody in the chat said and Zach Wheeler is also in a good one. Somebody in the chat said that very early on that they would take Degrom. Was it Rick DeHouse? Uh, yeah, Brandon. Brandon, right there, just said uh, Degrom. If De, if Degrom, Degrom was healthy, healthy Degrom's yeah. my guy. Yeah. Oh, Zach well, Zach Wheeler would look pretty nice in the. I here's he's on a very. Cheap I thought about taking too. Fromber Valdez. Yeah, now he's a little bit older, twenty nine. But mm-hmm. well, the Cubs need they need they need a top end, top of the rotation guy. Zach Allen to me, you know, he has everything there, and he's not getting paid shit right now. So he'd be the guy for me. But all said and done, you're going to stick with Jordan Alvarez. Yes. I would stick with Jordan Alvarez if you if for the sake of this exercise. Because to me, I would I want a guy who you can put in the lineup every single day, put him in the middle of the lineup and see what happens. Rick House says Zach I, Wheeler would be interesting. And I yeah. and I like and I like the Cubs pitchers coming up. So I'd I'd roll with the organization on figuring that out. And we're not saying any of these players again, we're not saying any mm. of these players are available. Yeah. This is just a magic wand. Mm. We have it for one day. It's a magic wand Monday. Yeah. <laughs> magic wand Monday. We, maybe like we'll it. do this every Monday. Magic wand <laughs> Wednesday. If I could do one thing today. Um somebody saying snout. Yeah, we're just talking about players that are actively playing in these last four teams. Right now, the last four teams in it. You pull somebody off it and then watch that player for the next week and say, man, what if that player was a Cub? What if that guy, I mean, it's easy to do with Bryce Harper. Yeah. I'll, I'll still take Bryce Harper. If you're going to take Jordan, I'll take Bryce Harper just because of all the, like you said, the immeasurables, all those things that he's, he is. And yes, the contract's there, but it isn't my money. So it's magic wand Monday. So I get to wave it <laughs> and that money doesn't matter to me. Yeah. What matters is that dude being on the Cubs. That dude. He is that dude, man. Man. I don't know. Makes who do you sick. think who do you think uh winds up advancing out of these four? Uh I'll take the Phillies and I know um the Rangers won last night, so they're they're up one to zero. But I think all of America would rather see the Rangers win than the Astros. So I preferably for my enjoyment, I would rather see Phillies and uh, Rangers World Series, like I kind of like the Diamondbacks too. They they give off huge 2015 Cubs vibes, considering how young they are, and a lot of their young players are the reason they're there. Whether it's Carroll, uh, Marino, um, you know, all bunch of them. So um, yeah. I have this feeling the Phillies are going to win it all. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just you know the vibe of just how. Well, they got they got a little taste last year. When I mean by a little yeah. taste, they got they got in barely, and then got all the way to the World Series, yeah. and then fell fell apart. And um, it feels like unfinished so business. Unfinished for them. business. Yeah. yeah, they they and they made the team better, and now it's like okay. I think they were definitely overshadowed all year just because they started the year off kind of slow, but then got hot in the second half and. They take they took all that momentum into the postseason and, and they've they've dominated the postseason. They swept the Marlins and then they 
they dominated the Braves too. I mean, it was one random Braves comeback in game two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Craig says Rangers Diamondbacks. I mean, the Diamondbacks have just been on a roll. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I excited think they about finally meet their leagues. match. I am too. Yeah, I'm excited about it more than I am about this Rangers Astros one. I, legitimately, like I'm just rooting against the Astros because I hate them. But uh, the Phillies and Diamondbacks, it's one of those that like I don't care who wins, but I'm glad we get seven games of it potentially. Right. It's kind of like the Phillies and Braves. I, I if you would have if, if you know everyone's been complaining about playoff format and all this, specifically Braves fans because their team. Shit right. their pants in the playoffs, but if it were up to me, you'd still have the same play, uh, playoff format. But in the division series, you would play up to seven games. A seven game series. Do you give Do you give the team that also had to buy a one game lead? No, 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 okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I saw. By the way, uh, our our Godfather of the CHGO Cubs podcast, Michael Collada, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to magically wave the wand and get one of the players. He wants. He wants owner. the Phillies owner for Ricketts. He wants to wave <laughs> his wand. Magic wand Monday. He wants Ricketts gone and the Phillies owner instead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Yeah. Oh, what the other one's not realistic. Anyways, uh, all right. We're gonna get to our grades here in a second. Do want to tell you, by the way, are you guys in the market for a new vehicle right now? Huh? Holidays coming up pretty soon. Want to have that new vehicle for the winter? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. At Ray CDGR, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Ram Power Days at Ray CDJR only in Fox Lake, you're able to secure 0% financing or... 17% off new Ram models, and that's not all. Now, through October 31st, that's Halloween, the end of the month, explore their newly renovated showroom and take advantage of limited-time seven-year anniversary savings. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today, serving the community since 1963. Ram Power Days. <laughs> I missed I missed you doing that ad. Um, okay, we we're just talking about uh, all the you know the, the the postseason, right? Yeah. Well, you can be like me and go on to DraftKings and uh, you know light up uh, another hit parlay for for tonight in the Phillies and. Um, Diamondbacks, like I am on DraftKings. Things are heating up at the ballpark. Every team is playing to finish the season strong and make it to the playoffs. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of baseball action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. All Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings. Same game parlay, string together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code CHGO. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 877 
8 hope in y or text hope in y 467369 in Connecticut help is available for gambling problem call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario cdkng.co slash Baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Just rolls off Ooh. the tongue. Yeah, that was. Oh man. Okay. Magic wand Monday. Condense that. Um, <laughs> Long story short, if you have a gaming problem, call that number. That's right. <laughs> uh, DraftKings pick of the week. Do you have something that you think? Uh, uh, is, well, is it football or baseball? You had to make well, a pick of the week this week. What, what's your, what's well, your lock of the I, week, Cody? I, I, I made this bet as soon as the Phillies beat the Braves, and that is a future bet on them to win the World Series at plus 200. Oh. I, don't, I think that's yeah. good odds. Yeah. So I, uh, I like the Phillies to win the World Series at plus 200 on DraftKings Sportsbook, actually. So Interesting. Yeah. All right. I might have to dabble into that. All right. Report card time. Uh, we've it magic one Monday is now over. Now we're getting down to real brass tacks. The, the facts of what happened this season. What? Okay. Michael Collada is expecting all A's and B's. He says we gave last year. Not true. Godfather. Not true. Why is Godmother bringing like it's every it's every show. The Godmother Barb. She says that I got Jed Hoyer to trade for Jose Quas. And, and first off, she's spelling Quas wrong. Which is okay because it does sound like it's with it a does Q, look but like it's that. with a C. And we hope but you're feeling better, Barb. I yeah, and I do hope you're feeling better, Barb. But I did not ask Jed Hoyer to trade uh, for Jose Quas. I didn't even know who Jose Quas was before the trade deadline. All right, I will say that I am a supporter of Jose Quas, um, and I look forward to seeing him pitch next year because I think there there is still a high ceiling there. But uh, did I Sarah just pop up by accident? I did on accident. Yeah, I forgot. Sarah's our producer. Yeah, I actually popped up, and that's why I started laughing anyway. at Barbara's comment. Barb caught it right away. Yeah. Who anyway, is that? It's woman? okay. She looks like, concerned. I just want her to know that I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get Quas that. Is not to do Cody's it. fault. It is not my fault. He's going to pay big dividends next year. Oh, I think. Where were you for the summer of Quas? <laughs> I do think that, that, that he. I do think he will change people's minds next year. All right. That's that's as much as I'll say. Ah, and if he, he was, doesn't, then you can yell at me some more because you, you all yell at me anyway. So whatever. I just want. She says you also wanted Velasquez traded. Well, well, I okay. They weren't going to play him dude, anyways. They bro. weren't going to play him, dude. They weren't. Gonna, you want to see Nelson Velasquez play over Alexander? Canaro I love next that Cody year? just called an eighty-three-year-old woman, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I call I call everyone, bro. Dude. I, I call everyone, dude, or bro. This is what I do. All right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Barb, Barb, thank you for always letting yes, me know when I'm wrong. And supporting I, us. I appreciate it. Thank you for always being here so you can tell me I'm wrong. Quas, C-U-A-S. <laughs> uh, all right, so report cards. Today, instead of just one pitcher, we're giving out the report card for the Cubs pitching staff. Now, we want to factor in a lot of things. Okay. Um, do you want to give the grade and then go into our – Talk or do you want to have the talk and then reveal your grade? Because I sort of like the idea of giving our grades and then maybe we convince each other to change our grades slightly. 
Let's do the grades first, All right, and, then let's we, do the grades and then we first. debate if we're right or wrong. In the live chat, whatever. again, best way to enjoy the CHGO experience is to uh, subscribe to that CHGO Sports YouTube page so you can join along in the live chat. I'm going C- minus for the pitchers, and Cody, you're going B. B. I'm going with a B. All right, so that... We're, we're, there's a little, uh, there's a range there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going C minus. Godfather, Godfather going says a. a. He's going A for the pitching staff. He has to be sarcastic because I remember sarcastic. doing these last he's, year and he yelled at us for giving everyone yeah, good grades. I think he's <laughs> predicting what you were going to give is what I think he was saying right yeah. there. He's saying, I said, Cody, what do you give? And I think he was jumping in. Oh, he's going to give an A. Okay. Here's, here's some, part of my C minus is, is this. I tried to think of, all right, who in the pitching staff as a group, like, we thought pitching would carry this team. Well, we were hopeful. Right. I would say when we, we were went into the When we went into the season, after the offseason, we said, listen, I think if this team's going to get there, it would have to be the offense surprising and the pitching doing what we think, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I would say if I had to split this in half, the rotation two-thirds of it may be disappointing. So it's kind of split decision on that. When you look at the bullpen, for me, the bullpen was disappointing. You always say, I don't worry about the bullpen. I did say that at the beginning of the year. Right? Like, cause yeah. we, we feel like they can always find the veteran guys, fix them, put them in the lab, sell them off if they need to, get guys to work. It didn't work as well this year. You're right. They had some guys that worked. So if I had to just say, all right, who exceeded my expectations? And then... How do they compare to the rest of the league? All right, Steele exceeded our expectations. Yep. And he stacks up against the rest of the league. So there's a there's one guy we know that you're giving an A to regardless. For me, Hendricks exceeded. Exceeded expectations. How does he stack up against the rest of the league? Uh in some ways, in some ways he stacks up against some of those guys if you're counting him as a four or five starter. Have you count him as an ace? No, he's not stacking up. So guys that exceeded for me, Steele, Hendricks, Merriweather, even Assad, Wicks, and Alzali. But there's way more disappointed for me than there are guys that exceeded. So Wesneski disappointed for me. Thompson disappointed for me. Boxberger disappointed for me. Tyone disappointed for me. Killian disappointed for me. Estrada dis... Like I... I can go through a pretty good list of players where I could say, man, I thought that guy was going to have a better season. Mm-hmm. And he either gave me what I thought or worse. So I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go as high as like a B, even though, even though Justin Steele pulls you up that way. Right. Yeah. But for me, like Stroman disappointed and it's, I'm not saying it's his fault health wise, it was disappointing. That's not something he can necessarily control, but it doesn't mean it wasn't disappointing. Right. So that that's why I lean a little more. Okay. I was, let da- I was let down by the bullpen this year. And th- maybe that's not their fault. Maybe that's Jets. Jed Hoyer's fault. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he didn't find the right guys. Well, okay. So here's why I, this is why I think the pitching staff gets a B. Okay. You said, based off like how you started it, you what you expected, I guess. Right, right. I, I would say for most Cubs fans, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I would say going into the year, sure, I think we were all higher on the pitching than we were the offense. 
but no one legitimately thought that this pitching was going to carry this team to the postseason. And I think the pitching is the sole reason they were even in it for the first three months. And what I mean by in it, like hovering close to 500. The hot streak. The hot streak, all of that. That led to them buying at the deadline. All right. So, like, yeah, Justin Steele exceeded expectations. Uh, Kyle Hendricks exceeded expectations. Julian Merriweather, a waiver wire pickup or whatever it's called. Good. He... I mean, he was the setup guy on this team. Uh, Javier Assad, a homegrown guy that, you know, panned out. Jordan Wicks came up in a playoff race and exceeded. He definitely exceeded any expectations for a rookie who had never pitched at a major league level. That's for sure. Do I have high or do I have decent expectations for his major league career? Yes. Albert Alzale became the closer. They probably should have made him the closer as soon as Brad, uh, Michael Fulmer didn't work out uh, as a closer, but whatever. Um, he worked out. Michael Fulmer also worked out after a bad, you know, first month and a half or two, right? Um, I would say uh, Mark Leiter Jr. worked out. I know at the end of the year, he wasn't pitching well, but that was because they overused him in some aspects, right? And a lot of that has to do with, if you guys don't want, if you, you want me to not blame David Ross for the last month of the year and blame it on Jed Hoyer, it's because of the, the lack of depth in the bullpen, but also injuries, uh, so, you know, I think there's a little bit of blame on everyone in terms of how the bullpen fell apart at the end of the year. Right. Um, but overall, Mark Leiter Jr. is a big reason they were even in that position in, in September. So, yeah, I think, well, I'll factor that in when I give him an individual grade. I right. don't, he was, he was reliable for until he was overused. Right. So sure. Yes. I will agree that Tyone Thompson Wesneski. Boxberger, we're all disappointments. Stroman, I think, is more of a wash for me because, again, they aren't in it. They aren't a competitive team without Marcus Stroman the first three Until months. Until London. Later. Until London. And London was at the end of June. You're right. So this is three months. You're right. All right. For me, they ex- like as for me as a whole, the entire pitching staff exceeded expectations, and I and I mean by exceeded, I'm talking about the starting rotation. And at the end of the day, the starting rotation is the is 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 the reason that teams in this league have a lot of success outside of offense. The bullpen, yes, they're gonna have you have games that shit blows up, you blow leads, all this stuff. So like, but every team has that, right? So for me, the starting rotation as a whole exceeded any expectation that I think a lot of us had, and that's why I give them a B. Because I don't think anyone thought Justin Steele was going to be in the Cy Young race. I don't think anyone had any expectations for Kyle Hendricks. Javier Assad came, or you use them in any situation you need him to. Jordan Wicks, as a rookie, pitching in major important games in August and September, didn't didn't fall apart for the most part. Jameson Tyone is like the only guy in that in the rotation that basically was a major disappointment this year. So, you know, even Drew Smiley was good for a couple months and, you know, fell apart, whatever. But he was good in the bullpen, too. He saved them in games that they did win uh, down the stretch. So I guess to bring it back around as a whole, the entire pitching staff pitching staff surprised me in some aspects. I, you know, if we were just doing the bullpen, I would give them like a, a D probably because I did have higher expectations for the bullpen because coming into this year, the Cubs had been just piecing it together with random dudes you had never heard of and were good. 
right? This mm-hmm. year, it took it took them until June to figure out the bullpen and get it to be some sort of to have stability at least, right? That, they can't have that next year. The bullpen has to be there has to be roles for this bullpen going into next year. That just has to be. And if there isn't, they might experience a, a certain thing again. So we can talk about that once the season's over. But for me, yes, the bullpen was a disappointment, but the starting rotation was a big reason why they were even good and even got over the win total for the season expectations. Congressman Del Mendo, I hear your argument. I will not change my grade of C minus. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me, let me give you some more reasons why. Um, I'm sticking with C minus because it's still a passing grade. Like if you're if you're taking a pass fail, it is a passing grade because of all the things that happened because of steel. But it's it's one of the uglier passing grades you can get, right? We we know it's a place that needs to improve, just like the offense needs to improve, the pitching staff needs to improve. I was I was disappointed in the amount or I guess the impact of the pipeline helping out. I thought the pipeline was going to have more immediate impact early in the season. Now, maybe some of that's on David Ross. Maybe some of that's on Jed Hoyer. Maybe some of that's on those guys not taking that next step to the degree that I would have hoped it was going to happen. Like, I thought Wes Neske was going to take this huge leap. Maybe that's next year, okay? Um, Wicks was a nice addition late in the season to see that growth of, okay, maybe they do have an, an... a wave of guys. Assad was a guy wasn't sure what to expect. That was a nice step in the direction. We whether it's Palencia, Estrada, Killian, all those guys, the guys that keep coming up. I just want to see one of them light the world on fire where we can be like just you see flashes for some of those guys, but we haven't seen them just take it and go. And maybe that's not going to happen with this group of prospects. But for me, that was one thing that was disappointing. Now, if I'm just grading, I tried to go find numbers. 30 teams in baseball. ERA, the Cubs are 14th best in baseball. Okay, that puts them at least top half of the league, but basically average, C. Now, I go to earned runs allowed, 18th, below average. Home runs, 23rd, below average. Base on balls, 17th, below average strikeouts one that you've really harped on something they need to improve on they rank 19th out of the 30 teams in major league baseball in strikeouts one place that they do go way above the off the off the chart that really throws these numbers off quality starts the cubs had the fourth most quality starts in all of baseball so that leads to that that does go towards your your b right you gave him a yeah. b right yeah yeah Here's, here's the crazy part about it, though. I thought, well, who are the three teams that are in with the Cubs? Who are the three teams that finished ahead of them? Number one in quality starts this year, Twins. Okay, playoff team. The next three teams, Padres, Mariners, Cubs. All three teams didn't make the postseason. Mm. So while we do sit there during the year and say, oh, well, that was a quality start for Kyle Hendricks, or that was a quality start for this guy, and it seems like a stat that even an old head like me can wrap their head around and say, okay, man, that that seems like a logical stat. Guy goes six innings. And An he, old head you know, like you. Right? But you know what I mean? I can look at it and say, well, that's a simple enough stat. Right. That guy gave his team a chance to win. The four teams that led it in Major League Baseball, none of them are playing anymore, and only one made it to the postseason. So 
I don't know if that means the stat is BS or if it's just a, what do they call it? An outlier in, in the, we'll have to ask Brendan. He's the, he's the stats guru. <laughs> but the opposite is true when you talk about strikeouts. 19th in strikeouts. The worst team in base, worst teams in baseball in strikeouts. The Cubs weren't one of them, but 19 out of 30 isn't great. Yeah. The A's, Royals, Nats, Cards, Rockies. Those are the worst teams for getting strikeouts out of their pitching staff. That tells me they weren't good. So all of those stats, and by the way, the outlier there is the White Sox are fifth. In, so, in strikeouts? In strikeouts. So it, individual stats by themselves many times do not tell the whole story. You, yeah. you got to put together like four or five stats around a player, around a team, around a, a part of the team. But as I look at all those things, the only one they're, they're better than average at is quality starts. And the teams that are there with them are kind of meh. But everything else, they're either average at best or below average. So I, that's why I went C-. Yeah. Well... To add to the quality start thing, in 2022, the Cubs were awful at getting any kind of depth of their starting rotation. Yeah. And we went into this year thinking Jamison Tyone would be like, I don't want to, well, like, some of us thought that they, he really could be like a, a, a dude because we thought the pitch lab would help him unlock that number two overall pick, uh, you know, potential, right? Right. That didn't happen. He had a great September, but overall, just you know, it was a lot, it was a mixed bag, right? And I would say that if we would have got a full season of the September Jamison Tyone or something close to that, probably have more strikeouts. Yeah. Um, and you probably have you know some of these numbers are probably a little bit better. I I think I, I guess for the entire pitching staff, the starting rotation like outperformed I think most people's expectations. And the bullpen disappointed, I think, as a whole. So and sure. their, health, their health disappointed. Yeah, as a whole, and, and which it's hard to like. I can't, boy, any year that could happen, right? Like I, the thing about Marcus Stroman is, you look at his career. He's a guy who consistently gave teams thirty starts. This year was probably his most injury plagued season of his career, and God knows how long, right? Like, I'm just. To me, maybe maybe B is a little high because I was in my car driving down the road when I saw this message, but I do think it's better than C minus. Like, it, I think mm. if you if 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 you really really sat and put Luke and I's points together, I think you could come up to a C plus. Because I I just think that the pitching carried the team for so long that it like it it outperformed my expectations even in the bullpen once they figured it out. I can't believe you're trying to make me more positive. I hate that I'm doing this. I want to be mad at this franchise. I've been screaming about this team for 2 weeks, all right? Watching postseason baseball, watching former Cubs do shit while we're sitting at home for like the fifth straight year or whatever it is. Uh, it's by, big of me to do this. By the way, a lot of people <laughs> debating how old I am. 51 is the answer, Craig. 51. <laughs> I'm 50 years old. 50. And I kick and I stretch. All right, tell us about Sunnyside. <laughs> and I kick. I'm going to need some Sunnyside after this debate. Uh, Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup 
Plus, they have the great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary. Uh, some of the favorites out there include Mindy's, which is the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard Award winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. You got good news. You got Cresco. You got high supply, wonder, and a lot more. So you got to go to Sunnyside through October 31st. Uh, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use the code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. Again, you can use the code more than once. So like if you've been there, you already used it once. You you like Corey, you go to, go to Sunnyside once a week. You go use the code again the week after. It's a beautiful, like, it, I think that's yeah. the best part of the deal is like you can go to Sunnyside and use the code more than once. It's the coupon code that keeps on giving. Yes, it keeps on giving. The whole year round. Um, Goose Island Beer Company, the official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. Oktoberfest is out and hot right now. Beer, Hug Family, the 312 Weedale, the Full Pocket Pilsner, Cody's favorite chugger. And uh, we have them at all our events. When you sign up to be a diehard, you get that uh, discount, you know, for the tailgates. Unlimited Goose Island products. Unlimited. Unlimited Goose Island. It was, it was flowing yesterday. I was at the tailgate yesterday. A lot of Goose Island. A lot of Goose Island. We, you know, we, we had not to be nice weather. I thought it was going to rain, so I bailed on it. it. I it was, thought it was going to melt. It was the best part of the Bears game was the tailgate, which is well, before the game. I mean, that's always started. the case. Even if <laughs> yeah. they win at the tailgate, it's better than the game. Generally. Absolutely. We had a good time. So uh, I think what we got two more left coming up uh, next weekend against the Raiders and uh, November 9th against Carolina, which hopefully the Bears can win that game against Carolina. That way, that yeah, that's ensures that that's our suit. That's the Bears Super Bowl. <laughs> that's the Bears Super. God, I hate got to beat Carolina. Fan. I hate being a Bears fan, Luke. I hate it. It's really rough. the Bears make me feel good about liking the Cubs. I'll say that much. Grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Chicago's beer. I can't believe you put this in <clears throat> notion for topic three. Yeah, well, we only, we're only going to give this five minutes. The thing is, though, is that I could go on and on about this for but I don't want to. I don't want to either, but I could because I, get I can't. Myself here's my up. thing. I don't want to ignore it. Uh, and by the way, before we get to this, I see some people still wanting to give individual grades. Dubs, we're not doing individual grades yet. We have to spread this out for six months, man. We're just yeah. doing the pitching staff but, as a whole. But Godfather is asking us to grade the YouTube chatters. <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> this I like. Oh, man. Yes, a YouTube chat. Report card. Yeah. I'm working on this show. Yeah. <laughs> that is a segment where we're grading the YouTube chat for tomorrow, the season. Tomorrow we grade the Godfather. Tomorrow we grade tomorrow we grade the offense or yeah, we grade the offense tomorrow and we grade the chat for the year. <laughs> but I careful what you do ask. We do the for. entire chat for the year and then then we do individual chats, chat people. Like we, oh, like, I see what you're saying. You just, know what I mean? Are we just giving a grade to the chat? <laughs> yeah. Or are we giving our individual report cards we could do, to the chat? There's a lot of familiar names in here every day. We could. You That's know, right. You know what I mean? Craig wants an A plus. We don't give out A pluses. <laughs> there's always room yeah. for improvement. Yeah. There's always room. 
Boy, that, that's going to be tough. Yeah. At the end of the day, you all deserve some sort of uh, Here's the danger, though, Cody. If we, give, if we give individual grades for the live YouTube chat, for instance, the Godfather, Mike Dobbs, Craig, Niren, Barb, yeah. if, if everybody starts to get a, a individual grade for their chats this season... The turnaround will be fair play. They're going to give us grades for what we did this season, too. Yeah. And so well, that's the day. Barb hasn't been holding holding back. She's giving me an F minus earlier. Yeah, Barb because... grades us every day. <laughs> yeah, she grades me every yeah, day. Yeah, she's, she's uh, you know. She just she's loves to remind my... me about all the things I'm wrong about. <laughs> she's like, I might be having too much caffeine for my age. Barb, this is my second tea. I had a Trenta iced tea. That's the double R. That's like the 32-ouncer. Mm. Now I'm on my venti hot tea. Mm. How? Why? It's the only way to stay awake. Only way to stay awake. Father of two over here. Just hanging in there. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're going right. to talk about this. Five thing. minutes. Here's what it is. We just had 20 years since the quote-unquote Bartman game. Let's just on call Saturday. It, can we just call it game six against the Marlins? Do we even have to call it the Bartman game? Yeah. It's, like, I'm just, it's I'm unfortunate. I'm just over it. I know people were like, ah, oh, making a big deal, and it gets the 20-year anniversary, yada, yada. I didn't read any of it. Yeah. I don't need to see I'm, any, but I'm I know so, what happened. I'm, I'm sorry. It's to, not his fault. I'm sorry to John Greenberg. I, I'm not going to read your article that you, that you spent. I'm not reading season. any of the articles about it. Like, John Greenberg spent, like, the entire summer, right, like, putting I together know. his – piece over at the athletic credit to about, him about the 2003 Cubs. It's not even just about game six. Right. It's just about the 2003 Cubs credit to and him. Like, yeah, credit to him. Like, I'm sure it's great. And if you subscribe to the athletic, like I subscribe to the athletic. So yeah, I support we, it. I do too. Right? I support the athletic and, and Mr. Greenberg. I, just, but I just cannot put, I, I mentally couldn't put myself through that. Cause all it does is it's, it's a fun story that ends in, in tragedy and misery. And, like, it's like the Titanic in, in some aspects, right? Like, yeah. that was a great story that ends in tragedy. Yeah, and we were all frozen the rest of the winter. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, this is this is what it's always going to be for me now. And this is, like, it, it's so much easier to take in because the Cubs eventually won the World Series in 2016. Right. That's it. But... The pro about the 2003 season for me will always be that that is the year that I probably truly fell in love with being a Cubs fan or just the Chicago Cubs. Sammy Sosa made me a fan of baseball and and the Cubs, but that's just because he hit bombs onto Waveland Avenue every other day. And But I was still a very casual fan. The 2003 Cubs made me a psycho and made me want to watch this godforsaken franchise play baseball every day in the summer and is why I'm probably here doing this with you right now. That is the one pro about the 2003 Cubs for me. And, you know, like they had fun players like, you know, the the, the Ramos Ramirez and Kenny Lofton trade and like... You know, obviously, uh, Alou and, and Sosa in the middle of the lineup. And, like, they were fun. And Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood. Oh, my God. God. that That's what makes me sad about, like, talking about those teams because there are so many players on that team that I love. That Matt I genuinely Clement love. beard? Did you have the beard? No, I, I mean, I was too young. But I love Matt Clement, though, right? And Carlos Zambrano was, was, was like, a rookie that year or something like that, right? Like, there was a lot of players from that team that – they, they stick with me. Uh, uh, they have an emotional stick to me because I was a kid when that team came around. 
but like, I just like, I had, I, every time we talk about that game or just like how that season ended, because even game seven was brutal, right? Oh yeah. It just gives, it's always going to give me this sad and just depressed feeling about the entire thing. And it's, it's almost somewhat kind of like this season, except for the fact that that like this year's team was not, I don't even think this year's team is as talented as the 2003 team was. Oh no. So like close. I am, I'm over talking about the Bartman game. I'll like, like, and it's always going to be that way, but I, I don't blame people for always bringing it up because it is in, for me at least, and maybe there are other embarrassing moments, but to me, it is the most embarrassing day for Cubs fans in the history of like being like of, of, of being a fan of, of a team. Because not only is how, with how the crowd reacted after the play, but then for the days coming after where like the guy was getting death threats, it is a stain on this fan base. And like, like I don't blame people for bringing it up. It's, it, it sucks. And it, it makes me sad. It just makes me sad and depressed. And I wish we could like move on from it, but I just don't think it's ever going to be a thing that we move on from because it was like how things played out afterwards and in the moment is just, it's embarrassing. It, it, like it, was. it legitimately is embarrassing. In many ways, the whole thing was. Uh, yeah. Craig says, let's just call it the Alex Gonzalez game instead. I agree. Like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> what we've learned today is that Cody has realized that 2003 turned him into the sicko that he is today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and so it it turned you into a sicko Cubs fan. Yeah. And it's about the journey. We all know it's about the journey, not about the end result. So without the pain of 03 and you becoming this sicko fan, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Without that, 2016 wasn't maybe as enjoyable as it was in 2016 when it was all said and done. Maybe that's the spin zone. That's we all the needed. spin zone. We're all looking for at the end for, for the millennials out there specifically. Cause that's right. You know, I was like, what? 12 years old. Yeah. I, and admittedly, I mean, I tweeted this on Saturday watching it on my television. I screamed at the TV. Oh, I, I screamed at, I screamed at Steve Bartman. Like everybody did. But when you, <laughs> when you were able to five minutes later, hopefully, or 10 or third or a week or a year, whatever, hopefully able to step back and look at it and go, ah, I probably would have reached out to, yeah. I might not have been wearing the headset, but I would I think like, anyone whatever. who is still blaming Steve Bartman for, for that game, dude, like, uh, like, I think you're just way gone lost. And I know my guy, Dan or our guy, Danny rocket, like he has the song or whatever. And he like still blames Steve Bartman in some aspects. But he even knows that Alex Gonzalez lost that game. Dusty Baker That's not right. doing anything and just sitting on his hands, lost that game. The offense not scoring more than three runs, lost that game. Whatever. There's so many aspects on why they lost that game. And it's at the end of the day, I'm always just going to remember that day as just being an embarrassing day for Cubs fans. Yeah. Like it, 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 the way that that guy was treated dirt, like after, after the play and then the days after that game, it's 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 truly embarrassing. So, uh, by the way, um, we need to get Danny Rocket on because I want him to sing. <laughs> I, I've asked, I uh, requested the song along September, Counting Crows. For <laughs> you've reached out to Danny Rocket. Well, I this? just put it out there on Twitter. Like, oh, okay. County Crows has a long December. I want a long September because that was the longest <laughs> September ever. Watching it did that feel team like it, right? fall apart. 
Hey, uh, <laughs> make sure you sign up to be a diehard to get all that premium written content uh, for members at allchgo.com. You get to read all of Ryan Herrera's great articles. 20% off all our events like our tailgates and takeovers, the dope merch for all of our teams. You get a free shirt when you sign up. We got a lot of stuff in the uh, the old locker right now, the CHGO locker, and a lot of new stuff, a lot of cool stuff. The, the weather's like, it's getting chilly. Like, we have some of the best hoodies. Oh, the meat. I, I need to get in on the meatball stuff. I need to yeah. get in one of the meatball shirts. I, I would still even get the take the north one, even though, like, we're not taking the north this year. But, like, I can, it, it's a, it's an evergreen one. You can wear it next year and, right. you know, and, and hope and pray right. that the Bears take the north. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we can wish. Uh, hey, by the way, for the next three tailgates, X Golf is giving away a $200 gift certificate. So I believe they just did that for this last game uh, yesterday. They did, actually. To any of their Chicagoland locations, find X the X-Golf nearest you at playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. Yeah. We took a, the guy got a, we took a picture of him yesterday. We posted it. Congrats to that guy. 200 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good time. Go out and do that. On the Throw a little 200 bucks. It's Which fun, I, too. It's I'm fun told stuff. That, like, X it's not golf, just like hitting a golf ball. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm told that X-Golf is a lot like... Uh, What's the one place? That's top golf. Yeah, like top yeah, golf. right. It's better. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's better. It's yeah. better. But for anyone who doesn't know, like it's, I know, like they're both, you know, kind of the same, but X golf better. Obviously, Barb pointing out caffeine could cause high blood blood pressure. I just did have it tested recently. It was not bad. <laughs> Barb Cubs also baseball says, could also give you high blood pressure, but uh, I dabble in that as well. Yeah. Barb says, I'm pretty sure after games, Cody punches every fan wearing Cardinal shirt. Uh, we don't, we well, don't condone violence. I, I'm not someone who will mentally he that, does though, he, but for sure. Mentally. Yeah. There, thankfully there aren't a lot of Cardinal fans in this city. Uh, they do show up to Wrigley when the Cardinals come to town. I will give them credit there, but uh, yeah, thankfully uh, there aren't a ton here, but I will say the 2003 Cubs did put a lifelong grudge. Uh, between me and Cardinals fans, because the yeah. the bus ride to school the day after that game, it was uh, it was a day I'll never forget. So, anyway, thanks to the uh, everybody in the live YouTube chat, the chat fam. We give you, I'll probably give you a C for today. <laughs> well, that's because we only got twenty one likes. I saw Niren was saying he gets a B minus because he's a little snarky. B minus. Oh, because he's a somebody's little pretty proud of himself this season. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll think about it. We might do the individual grades for the. I mean, if you really wanted Tomorrow. me to do individual grades for YouTube chatters, I could get real petty and go find some really mean comments and give y'all oh, some really mean boy. some really mean criticism. But then they might fire it back at us. <laughs> yeah, they could. They could. But. You know, yeah, I guess Barb, you have to come back tomorrow and see how we how we give yeah. uh, how we live one twenty live at one twenty. Don't miss me, the CHGO and, Cubs me podcast. Stuck. Me and Stuck, no Ryan tomorrow, but me and Stuck. Hey, C's get degrees. Mike Dubs will take it. Hell yeah! As uh, as media guys, Mike Dubs understands. Yes, C's get degrees. Can't spell Dubs without a D though, Mike. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll see you back here. Yes, there will be a live chat one twenty tomorrow, Barb. Don't miss yes. it. Be here. Thanks 120. for twenty. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. We'll see you Tuesday, 120, live right here. Until then, fly the W.
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.